All right, so this morning we're in Judges chapter 16, looking at verse 4, and I do apologize again for this highlight. I've, I've tried so many times to get this highlight off of here, and I can't figure out a way to do it, and so it's kind of hard for you to see on screen, but we're going to be reading from the King, New King James this morning, Judges chapter 16 and verse 4, and we're just going to jump into this. Um, as I've already mentioned before in the past, this podcast will be on Podbean. This program will be on Podbean, this Bible study. Uh, will be on the uh, YouTube channel that I also maintain. That's really kind of just been the archive, really. But I do encourage you, if, you're, if you missed a study, it's on there, the video. The podcast will only be um, uh, the audio. Uh, and so if you're introducing someone to the Bible study, um, you can... Uh, I would recommend putting them over to the Bible, to the YouTube channel there, Bible Study with Russ. And you see on the screen, it says uh, at Russ-Bible Studies, and that will come up in uh, YouTube. Um, I don't have an outline on the screen like I have in the past. Uh, I've had tech issues this morning. One of my monitors is working, and the other one isn't. Uh, one that wasn't working before is now working this morning. And I don't really know why that is. Uh, I've been gone for a few days, and I come back, and it's messing and it's messing up. And just like I said before, there's another call that says spam. Um, and so it's been my phone has been interrupting a lot of spam has been interrupting me this morning. And so uh, you may have heard me vent a minute ago about that. Uh, but anyway, um, all right. So Judges chapter sixteen, looking at verse four says, afterward it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Now, if you remember, if you remember last time, um, we, we covered just verses 1 through 3. We talked about how they laid in wait for him in Judges 16, how he went into a harlot there. Uh, and, and we discussed, there's no, you know, of course, there's no really understanding why he did that. But he went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went into her, obviously, sin. Uh, when, the Ga- when the Gazites were told, Samson has come here, they shunned the place and lay in wait for him all that night at the gate of the city. They were quiet all night, saying, in the morning, when it is daylight, we will kill him. And we got down to verse 3, talking about how he lay low to midnight, and he arose at midnight, and he tore up the doors of the gate of the city and carried them out, uh, and carried them to the top of the hill that, that faces Hebron. Which brings us to where we are today in Judges chapter 6 and verse 4. Uh, which says here, afterward it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Zorak, whose name was Delilah. Now, Samson was could not resist, as this commentator says here, he could not resist Philistine women. Um, you know, the the desires of, of individuals and and uncontrolled desires is a, is a real big problem uh, throughout history. I'm not talking about just with Samson. Uh, but throughout history, we see all we see examples up in the Old Testament. We see um, uh, New Testament characters, uh, you know, who were um, you know, stories and occasions of New Testament characters being caught in, in various things. And so, desires has caused a lot of issues, to say the least. And we find in verse four, he 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 loved a woman in the valley of Zorak, whose name was Delilah. Now, Zorak. As we've been looking at, we're going to look at the name, meaning of this word. It means choice vines, according to Strong's there. Delilah, her name, means feeble. Uh, 
And Strong's here has here Philistine Mistress of Samson, uh, who betrayed the secret of his great strength. This isn't really a spoiler alert. Most of us know the story of Samson. Uh, by cutting his hair, enfeebled him, and delivered him to the Philistines, right? Uh, but her name means feeble. Uh, interesting because her, her, her actions are pretty bold uh, throughout uh, Judges chapter 16. We know that she would betray Samson and that um, she would, as we see, as uh, strong as so I mentioned of this here with this, with this uh, information concerning Delilah. Um, and so anyway, she, he goes down to this, to this valley of Zurich, who's, and he fell in love with a woman by the name of Delilah. Verse 5 says, And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him and find out where his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and every one of us will give you, give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So as we look at this here, we find that they come to Delilah. They come to the woman whom he loves, and they are going to try to find some way to, they're trying to find some way to entice her to, um, basically to betray Samson. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in this class. I don't think so, because this is the first time we, we've discussed Delilah. Um, but she, she, uh, she's going to be betrayed, uh, or going to betray him. She's going to be paid. We find in verse 5, uh, entice him and find out where his strength, great strength lies. So that's the reason they're going to uh, do so, or that's what they want him to do, want her to do. And why? That they may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. So they tell her, you know, entice him and see if we can find out what his, what his weakness is for the purpose of uh, that we can basically torment him, right? Uh, and so it's not like they're trying to entice her to, to bring him out so they can have a conversation with him, uh, but it is they're trying to kill the man. Uh, torment him, afflict him there in verse 5. And they say there in verse 5, here's what they'll do for her. And every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Now, I don't, I don't know the, uh, the difference in, in uh, you know, if there was an inflation or we're talking about the same type of uh, coinage here in, in Judges 16 as we are with Judas. Remember, Judas was told they would pay him 30 pieces of silver. Here is 1,100 uh, pieces of silver, and he says there, every one of us, not just one person, but every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. And so I think it's probably fair to say, and a fair assessment to say, that um, she was probably paid more than Judas, who betrayed Christ. Um, again, I'm not super familiar with the, with the coinage here in verse in verse 5, how that would relate. Um, there, There is no um, I'm just gonna have that in front of me, but I think it's I think it's pretty clear that she is being paid more than uh, Judas was to betray uh, Christ, and she is to betray um, um, Samson. So I'm trying to say there. Um, okay, so we look at verse five. Um, so there's there's their um, agreement or bargain they're trying to make there with Delilah. Uh, so Delilah in verse six that Bible says, Delilah said to Samson, "Please tell me where your great strength lies." So that tells us that she agreed to this idea in verse five of tell us tell us where your great strength lies. And so, as you look here at verse five, at verse six, rather, please tell me where your great strength lies. She goes into Samson, and with what and with what you may be bound to afflict you. So basically, she's saying, "Tell me your weakness." Um, you know, various people, various 
various weaknesses, right? Um, patience and frustration sometimes is mine. Like I've already mentioned this morning with uh, things, you know, people calling. And it's interesting, I mentioned spam, uh, spam risk call, and then right away they call again. Anyway, um, but his was not... Uh, his was physical, something, she's talking about something physically that we can do, that may happen, or what may happen to you that can cause you to be physically weak. So t please tell me where your great strength lies, and with what you may be bound, and with what you may be, you may be bound to afflict you. And so she's clearly going along with the agreement that's made in verse 5, and in verse 7, and Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dry, then I shall become weak, and be like any other man. Now, we know that this, knowing a little bit of the background and, and the, the relationship between Samson and, um, and, and the Lord and the purpose, the purpose of what Samson was being used for, because he was being used by God, as we go back there, I believe it's in chapter 15, um, that reveals, maybe it was chapter 14, um, chapter 14, rather, that reveals the, the purpose of, of Samson. Uh, you know, we get back to chapter 13, we read about his, his birth, the appearance of the angel, so maybe it's chapter 13, rather, that tells us about the purpose that, that God's going to have used Samson for. And, and nothing like this, like he's talking about here with the bowl strings not yet dry, none of that has anything to do with his strength. Um, but she doesn't know that. And so we find in verse... Um, and verse 8, And uh, so the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Now they're lying in wait. Now, they, now, now men were lying in wait, verse 9, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. And so what happens? He tells her how he can be weakened, which isn't the truth. And in verse 9, in verse 8 and verse 9, what happens? She she binds him with that. She's trying to weak, uh, you know see see if he's really going to be weak. And these men come in, right? Um, you know it's interesting that he loves this woman. Clearly, she does not love him in in the same way, or not even close to the same way that he loves her. Um, and so, uh, what happens? He tells her he you know she, she makes this agreement. She asks then you know what can make you weak. He he tells her a lie. But what she do, she immediately tests him on it and to bind him. Not to see, I don't think to say the purpose of was to see if he's being honest, but it was to do what? So that others could come in and torture him and that she could get paid. And in verse 9, the, the men were lying awake, staying with her in the room. It tells you they were they were inside waiting for her to bind him. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the strength of his, so the secrets secret of his strength was not known. Um, and so he just pops up and they all just fly off. Then Elias said to Samson, look, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what, what now please tell me uh, with uh, what you may be bound with there in verse 10. She keeps wanting to know what can make you weak. Um, there's different ways I think you can look at this, but why would she want to know what can make him weak? He never ask her, why do you want to know? Um, maybe this is, uh, and I'm just spitballing here, maybe this is just the providence of God that Samson didn't ask because uh, it goes to the ultimate plan that the Lord had 
through the use of Samson? I don't know. No idea. But he doesn't ask. He doesn't ask. Uh, for his own safety, should he have asked? Yeah, but he doesn't. Remember, remember, as we go through this, if you go back to verse 1, excuse me, not verse 1, verse 4, rather, remember he, he afterwards, he hap it happened that he loved a woman uh, in the Valley of Sork, whose name was Delilah. Remember, he was in love with this woman. I think I think we can say that he, he loved her uh, here. I think the idea really is more, as we see through this, that he is in love with her. And so he keeps, he might say, uh, going along with whatever it is that, that she wants, uh, wants to do. Um, and so we look here now, let's, let's go and keep moving down here. Um, let's look at verse, so we looked at verse 10. Let's look now at verse 11. So he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. This sounds very similar to the dry bolsterings, right? Back in verse 9. Um, verse 11, verse 12, rather, uh, he says there, if you, if you took, I'm sorry, verse 11, if you bind me securely with new robes that have never been used, I shall become weak and be like any other man. Other there, I believe that's italicized, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. So you might say that King James could be there, be like any man. The idea there being clearly any other man, though. Um, therefore, Delilah took new ropes and bound him uh, with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And men, and men were lying in wait, staying in the room, but he broke them off his arms like a thread. Again, they're, they're in the room showing they're ready and they're, and they're ready to begin torturing him right away, right? To afflict him. But what? The ropes, well, they have no effect. So again, verse 13, Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may, tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head into the womb of the loom. So she wove it tightly with the, with the batten of the loom and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the batten and the web from the loom. And so we find in verse 13 and 14, he tells her again, just another possibility, right? But of course, it's not the truth. That's not how he can be weakened. And then we find here in verse 15, notice these words. Then she said to him, How could you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. There in verse 15. And so we look at this and we say that she is mocking him. She's saying, and she kind of gets a little bit, you might say she really pokes at his heartstring, so to speak, right? And she says, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? How can you not say you love me if you don't tell me what makes you weak? Again, why wouldn't he ask her? Why are you asking this? You know, um, we have to understand, of course, that we too are not perfect people. Sometimes we say and do things we shouldn't, and think things we shouldn't, and and get caught up in things. And I think here in, in in these verses, it's clear that Samson, at least to some degree, has been caught up with being infatuated with her. And we go look at verse 16. The Bible says, And it came to pass, and the new, again reading from the New King James says, when, And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. And so she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him. I mean, she has kept after him, right? She just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And we find there in verse, in verse 16, 
so that his soul was vexed to death. Now, was, does this mean that she's actually killing him? No. But the idea there is that she is just harassing him. The idea, almost like it's just driving, driving him crazy. Um, and we look here next at verse uh, 17, that he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to my God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength, strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So it seems to me here that he has been, which is interesting to me, because he has gone into harlots, he's done things that are wrong, clearly. Um, yet he is still uh, being recognized here as a Nazarite. And, and when he shaved his head, that would be when he would lose his strength. Um, and no doubt, uh, as we can see going through here in a few moments, that is what's going to happen, that he is going to... Uh, lose his strength as we look at this now as we look at verse um verse 17 he tells her what, what would happen uh, if a razor came to his head he says if i'm shaving then my strength will leave me and i should become weak and be like any other man so not only does he, is he does he give a different answer to what would make him weak but he also he doesn't just say i'll be like any other man he says then my strength will leave me and i should become weak and be like any other man and so uh, he goes in a little more detail here with that. I'm going to get my cursor over here. Um, and so we find here that as we look at um, this verse in verse 17, he finally tells her the truth, right? He tells her what's going to happen if he gets his hair cut. Verse 18, when the line was solid, he told her all his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought her the money in their hand. There in verse 18. So now she's being paid, right? She's being paid. And she he has told her where his strength, when his strength would leave. And in verse 18, uh, Delilah did what? She didn't seem to waste any time. Uh, he, the Bible says when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more. For he has told me all his hearts. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. There in verse 18. Now, uh, to me, chapter 16 and chapter um, 17, um, chapter 16 really has has kind of a division. And I don't want to get into him being the section where he goes to prison in this time, because I want to spend a little more time with that. Um, but in verse 19... Um, verse 19 and she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and he had come and he had shaved off of seven locks of his, of his head and she began to torment him and his strength left him there in verse 19 now that is really where I want to leave it for us today um, she, she immediately torments him right she immediately torments him and poor Samson there's so many things you might say you could unpack here but um, he's in a bad way. He he has fought, he's in love with this woman who is only tormenting him. What's interesting there in verse 19 is that she's the first one. In verse 20, rather, that she was, um, yeah, in verse 19 is, and then she began to torment him and his strength left him. She was the first one to, tor to torment him. Eye-opening, right? Okay, we're going to stop there this, this morning. I do think if your time and for your attention, hope this study has been encouraging to you. And I do hope to see you again here next time, and, and uh, feel free to invite others to join us here on this study.